You're listening to BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Gillio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome back. BetQL Daily, presented as always by FanDuel Sportsbook. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth here on a Thursday as we get ready for Thursday Night Football. Our same game parlay props and our picks for everything coming up in Lightning Bets in about 20 minutes. But joining us right now on the Roman Guest Line, our Odyssey NFL insider, Brian Baldinger to talk all things NFL as we head to Week 10. Brian, let's start with the game tonight. Uh, the Miami Dolphins hosting the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Ravens come in seven-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, Brian, what has impressed you the most about Lamar Jackson and his development here? You know, a couple of years ago, it was like, well, he's really good. He's impactful. He can run. But if they get down in games, they're not really going to come back. That's changed this year. What, what have you noticed with Lamar and how he's developed as a star quarterback? You're right. Uh, he has developed. And two things. One, uh, he's much more patient in the pocket. He's reluctant to leave when his first read isn't there. Um, he really has worked hard at staying in there and then going through his progressions. And, you know, basically your, the coverage by the defense tells you where to go with the ball. And if they take your first option away, whether it's Mark Andrews or Hollywood Brown, where's your second option? Where's your check down? He really looks comfortable in doing that. And they've had a lot of comebacks, obviously, you know, this year against the Chiefs and the Colts and some others. And so I think that's the biggest thing I see is his willingness to stay in the pocket, even though he can break the pocket and be Lamar and just go run and probably gain yards. A lot of times he's, he's throwing it now. And, you know, he's starting to look like a guy that is comfortable inside the pocket before you know, those first couple of years, that's looked like the last place he wanted to be. Baldy, as a Bears fan, I've never been so thrilled after a four-game losing streak <laughs> than I am right now. Love the breakdowns on Twitter that you've been posting uh, throughout the weekend. It's clear you are you're impressed. You're giddy. It sounds like you're a Bears fan with what you're seeing on tape from Justin Fields. It's like he had a breakthrough game. And then it was a breakout Monday night football at Pittsburgh against that defense. Uh, tell us your impressions with uh, the development of fields. Well, first of all, I'm a quarterback fan. I want to see these young guys succeed. You know, so that's, that's number one. But I also, you know, I, 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 had no, I have no idea why people didn't like Justin Fields. Like, if you wanted to take Trevor Lawrence, number one, I didn't have any problem with that. But to me, there wasn't anybody close at number two to Justin. So that, that, that was my own evaluation. I could be wrong, but I liked everything about him. And so, you know, he goes out there and, you know, he struggles against Cleveland in some games. But, you know, what he did against Pittsburgh, that's a legit defense. That's T.J. Watt on the other side. That's Cam Hayward. That's Minka Fitzpatrick, Joe Hayden. I mean, those are big-time, big-name players, well-coached on a three-game win streak. And to see him take him down on that drive to give him the lead with two minutes or under two minutes to go, I mean, it was nothing short of impressive in the whole fourth quarter. I mean, one big throw after another, and every kind of throw. You know, whether it's uh, the deep ball to Marquise Goodwin, whether it's a seam route to Jimmy Graham. Um, you know, it, it was impressive. Getting the ball to, you know, to, to Allen Robinson and, and Darnell Mooney and Goodwin down the field. Uh, and then the poise that he displayed throughout. I, I hope it carries over, you know, into the second half of the season. I think it's going to. He just looks confident right now. Uh, the offense line has played better. Borum has been pretty good at right tackle so far. 
So the running game has definitely picked up. Uh, and so, you know, I, I, I'm, I can't wait to see every one of his games the second half of the season right now. We're talking to Brian Baldinger right here on uh, Becky Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Baldy, you mentioned Justin Fields there, and you thought he was, you know, probably the second best quarterback or, or could have been taken second. Zach Wilson actually was taken second. He's hurt now. Mike White has come in for the Jets and excited a lot of people. And it just listening to Robert Sala talk this week, Baldy, it seems like the door is open that if Mike White keeps playing well here, they're not just going to put Zach Wilson back in next week if he's ready and, and, and healthy to play. Do you think that's the right call? I mean, what, what have you seen with Mike White, and, and do you think the Jets are making the right decision by riding a hot hand if, if he continues to throw the football well? Well, first of all, I agree with you. I agree. That's how I read everything that you know Robert Sala had to say this week, that uh, they're, they, they seem in no rush whatsoever to get Zach back out there. Now, Mike White had an unbelievable game against a hot Cincinnati team coming off a 41-point outing against the Ravens the week before, and they took him down. And he was sensational. I mean, he missed eight passes the whole day, uh, threw for 405 yards, got everybody involved without Corey Davis, wide receiver. So, and then, you know, he takes him down the field the following week against Indianapolis. And, you know, I, I don't know what happened to him. I, nobody knows. Uh, his hand went numb. Just, you know, Jets drama. I, I have no idea how to explain it. Because um, nobody came to see how he got hit. If he got hit, his hand just went numb on him. And, you know, he had to come out of the game after he threw the opening touchdown. Uh, so, but I, 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 I agree that Robert Sala looks like he's in no rush if Mike White plays well. But it's not really the right call. It's not about playing a hot hand right now. I understand you want to win as many games as you can. But you have to develop your quarterback. And some of these guys, like Justin did against Cleveland, sometimes you just got to take your lickings. And you find out, like, if, if they're the tough guy, if they're – resilient, if they're mentally strong, then they're going to come through this thing the way guys like Troy Aikman did, who got hammered the first year and made it to the Hall of Fame. And so I just think if you got the right guy, then play him. Play him and get as much experience as you possibly can. And look, if Mike White plays well this week, like, okay, maybe you've got a quarterback room with a good backup if things happen along the way. But I don't know. I, I, I when Zach Wilson's healthy, I want to see him back out of the field. Baldy, speaking of developing quarterbacks, the Bills developed Josh Allen, and there are a lot of questions after his rookie year. Uh, year four, he's still the favorite for the MVP. He's, he's on the short list of guys that could win that award, uh, but that was ugly. You, you can't score a touchdown with your offense against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, what are we seeing right now with Allen? Uh, you know, just watching that game, <laughs> I mean, I know what Jacksonville's record is, and I know the names on the back of the jersey, but they played really well. They made – I mean, they had two interceptions. One, one was unbelievable by Josh Allen, the defensive end, outside linebacker. I mean, he never saw him. And it was a zone pressure, and Josh Allen did what he does. He tried to escape it and throw the check down. This Josh Allen came from the other side of the field and took it away. Rudy Forsberg this league five years, never had an interception. He picked Josh Allen. Um, Dewan Smoot got the ball knocked out of Josh Allen's hands on a read option. I mean, every time it looked like they were going to go down and score the game-winning touchdown, Jacksonville made a play um, almost in succession in the, in the third and fourth quarter. They played great, but, you know, this, is, this, this can't happen to an MVP. You know, if the guy's going to win the MVP, that, that, that can't happen. I mean, there's no way 
that he could win the MVP in front of Kyler Murray right now. No, not even it's not even close. Or Lamar Jackson, to me. Now, he could still do it and Buffalo could still finish thirteen and three and then okay, but you know, they they tripped up, you know, a few times now, you know, against Tennessee and then last week against Jacksonville with chances to win the game. And your quarterback has gotta you know, he's gotta make those plays at the end of the game, at the end of Tennessee, at the end of Jacksonville. Your quarterback has got to do it. And if he can't do it or he keeps stubbing his toe, then you might say, well, maybe there's something there. Maybe you can put up great numbers, you know, against, you know, games that are blowouts or whatever. But, like, when the game's on the line, can he, can he win a game for you? And that's how all these guys get measured. How, can they win a game in the fourth quarter for you? And can they win the postseason? Uh, and nothing else, all the awards and statistics, none of that really matters. All that matters is can you come from behind and win, find a way to win it, and can you win in the postseason? And that's – that's how Josh Allen's going to be evaluated, regardless if he's in the MVP running or not. Baldy, the Titans last week, without Derrick Henry, go on the road. Big defensive performance. They beat the Rams. Now they're back home, two-and-a-half-point favorites against the Saints and Sean Payton. Do you think Tennessee could continue to stack these wins? I mean, it's, it's year in, year out. I think we kind of look for reasons why Tennessee's not as good as their record, and they just keep winning games. Now last week without Henry, and they're going to have to be with them probably the rest of the regular season here. Uh, do you think Tennessee could continue this, which is basically, you know, win almost every week despite us doubting them? Well, I mean, the offense was ugly last week. I don't know if they had 200 yards of offense and Adrian Peterson, any collection of running back, they couldn't run. They couldn't do anything. But defensively, that's the best front four in football. Um, when you put Bud Dupree and Harold Landry and Danico Autry and Jeffrey Simmons, and you said, okay, go after the quarterback, I mean, they destroyed the Rams offensive line, and Matt Stafford. I mean, you know, to see two weeks in a row now a veteran quarterback twisted in the end zone and throwing the ball up for grabs, like, yeah, that, if that happened to a rookie quarterback, you would just pull him, just get him out of the game. And these veteran guys are doing it. And then the, the play after Stafford does that last week and throws the ball to the linebacker uh, long, he, he throws a pick six, you know, right to Kevin Byer. And Tennessee puts up, you know, 14 points in 11 seconds. I mean, if they keep playing like that, then nobody's going to beat them. But, you know, they can, they can beat New Orleans this weekend because I think they can really control the Saints' offense, which is also very limited. And they win by defense, too. So, I mean, you know, I don't know what the under is in that game, but I would take the under. I know that because I don't think a lot of points are going to get scored. But it's going to be a great game. because yeah. I just saw two weeks ago New Orleans – take the Bucks down, and their defense was outrageous. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people on that under. They're on the same page with you there, Baldy. Yeah. Uh, give us give yeah. us a matchup or, or two that you can't wait to seek out, and, and our viewers and listeners, they, they should go out of their way to watch this weekend. Well, I mean, that, that Patriots-Cleveland game is a playoff game. Um, you watch mm-hmm. the Patriots play defense right now. But, I mean, you take any play. They are so fundamentally – you could teach the game of football the right way on every, from their pad level to how they use their hands, to how they get off blocks, to their coverage, to their disguises. Like, they're really good. Um, and then offensively, they just don't make mistakes right now, and the quarterback has been as, as advertised. I mean, he's really smart and resilient. And so and Cleveland's coming off their best win of the year. So that's, that, to me, is an awesome game. You know, and then to see what Denver did to Dallas last week, I mean, 30 nothing in the second half of that game, and it wasn't close. 
and they ran for 200 yards. And Philadelphia's coming to town, and Philadelphia can run the ball. So, um, you know, and the quarterback, Jalen Hurts, get better. I, but Denver, defensively right now, it looks like a Vic Fangio team because it looks like it's so simple. And then there's Dak Prescott throwing it to the rat. And you're like, oh, he got fooled. <laughs> but that's what they do, you know. And so that, that's a good matchup. And then, look, the Minnesota Vikings, collectively, they're just going to have heart failure as an entire organization the way they lose these games. <laughs> and they go to Los Angeles this weekend. I'm going to be there against the Chargers. The Chargers' defense isn't very good. Their offense is really good. They, they can beat you a lot of ways. But eventually, you know, the Vikings are going to get off life support and start winning some of these games that they're losing. And maybe it's this week against the Chargers. But those are three games right there off the top of my head that I can't wait to watch. Baldy, we're waiting for Odell Beckham Jr. to make his uh, his choice on his next team. What is the tape showing you? What have you seen? Is this is this worth the, the the attention it's getting? You know, let's say he lands with a team with a winning record or a contender, can he make a difference, or, or are those days really behind him now in his in his career? Well, he's leaving a franchise that has a winning record. You know, that went to the playoffs and won last year, and are have a winning record right now, and played their best game of the year without him last year uh, last week. Um, I'm an Odell Beckham Jr. fan, but, you know, just let your play do the talking. I mean, I, I see him drop too many passes. I've seen him unable to stay healthy, uh, you know, for a stretch of time now. And so he should be grateful wherever he goes and be given an opportunity. Now, I mean, I see these teams that look like they have interest. Go, You know, it, he's coming off as a complete diva wide receiver. And that's the worst thing you can be. And so wherever he goes, and for whatever reason he goes, go help that team win and help them become a better team. That's, what I, that's the message I would tell Odell right now. It feels like uh, Washington had a lot of faith last year in Heineke after that, that playoff game against Tampa Bay, and they match up this weekend – Tampa Bay coming off the bye after a, a bad loss at New Orleans last week. What do you expect to see from Brady and company? Yeah, I expect them to light them up. Uh, Washington has been as disappointing a team as there is in this league. Uh, they finished the season last year, ranked number four defensively, giving up the fourth fewest points, and gave Tampa all they could handle in a playoff loss. Um, it was probably Tampa's toughest win in their four in the postseason. And they haven't looked anything like that this year. And so, I don't know. You know, I remember talking to Ron Rivera in the preseason for a game. And he said, Baldy, I know we have good players. I don't know if we're a good team. And now we find out they're not a good team. And Tyler Heineke, maybe he's just a backup. But maybe they're just challenged because they lost their starting right guard, right tackle, you know, slot receiver, tight end. I mean, they've just had so many losses to injury that, you know, they just they – just, you know, they, they just can't really sustain offense with what they have right now. And it all falls on Heineke to try to make these spectacular plays, and he can't consistently do it. So I don't think Tampa's going to have much trouble with Washington. I, I'm wrong. I hope Washington plays a great game and gives him a great challenge, but, but I don't see it right now. That was Odyssey NFL insider Brian Baldinger on the Roman guest line. Get a free online evaluation, ongoing care free D, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Go to GetRoman.com slash BeckQL now. To get $15 off your first one, that's GetRoman.com slash BetQL. Lightning bets up next right here on the BetQL Network.